I am Daniel Hughes, and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that I read for the last 40 years, and today I have my special guest. She is a yoga teacher, and of course, an author of the book 247 AM. No other than Miss Ulrika. Ulis Carlson. Welcome to Book 101, Miss Ulrika, and can you please introduce yourself? Thank you. Yes, so how do you introduce yourself? <laughs> like... <laughs> like spot on uh, and uh, I usually like to see in people's eyes but anyway here I go so yes I'm born and raised in Sweden north of Europe uh, where Santa Claus and the northern light comes from and the Vikings uh, uh, my journey has been a lot about I was depressed and suicidal and with a lot of you know intense and diversity stress-related symptoms like panic attacks etc etc so my journey was from being depressed and being suicidal to where i am today so for me this has been a long a long journey yes interesting mr ulrika and can you expand more the motto of yours that if always starts within yes so um before i got sick i mean in my whole upbringing i was always i was a seeker i was always looking for things outside of myself i was looking for love i was looking for acknowledgement i was looking for success i was looking for this and that and uh, obviously, if you are looking all the time for acknowledgement and uh, inclusion, etc., in the outer realms, you are looking for the wrong things in the wrong place. Because whatever that I want, whatever that I need, is within me. But most of us in the Western world, we are so busy uh, running around in the hamster wheel, uh, being productive, effective, being good, earning a lot of money, etc. So we are also always searching for things outside of ourselves. We're searching for the happiness, searching for this and that. And so did I. But when I was sick, uh, depressed and being suicidal, transform all of that. I needed to face all the traumas, all the suppressed emotions, everything that I had suppressed and hidden in my subconscious or unconscious mind. So here's the thing. We are only connected to around 5% of consciousness, right? Yes. This means that we have 95% of unconscious or subconscious programs. And most of us are governed from these 95% of unconscious programs. And these programs are based on fear, lack or scarcity, fear of missing out, fear of not being loved, uh, scarcity regarding money, time, energy, etc., etc. So for me, the journey was a lot about 
to realize that uh, my soul was not sick or or depressed, but I had really fucked up and sick programs in my unconscious that ruled, that governed me. So everything that we have suppressed within us is lingering in our DNA. We know that we contain of uh, more than 75% of water, our inner water. So one of my books is about the, the, the sacred water, but in our water, in our DNA, resides memories of traumas from this lifetime and past lifetimes. Uh, everything that you have tried to suppress and all the strategies that you are using to navigate in your everyday life. So for me, it was a lot about facing a lot of fears, transmuting a lot of traumas and releasing a lot of suppressed emotions. And this is what I have found out in my line of work that many of us, we are governed by these 95%. That's why we, we are searching for love. We're searching for happiness. We are, you know, looking for gurus outside of ourselves. I was doing that also, but my own journey had to be about reclaiming bits and pieces uh, buried in my subconscious or unconscious mind. And all of this is buried within the body as body, the body is the vessel for the soul. The body is the, the vessel for, for our DNA where everything is hidden and stored. So people are really looking for the wrong things in the wrong places, as did I. And my journey was all about, because as much as we want to expand, as much as we want to be successful in the outer realms, as much we need to dive deep within ourselves. So the higher I want to reach, the deeper I need to go. The more forward I want to, to, to go or successful I want to be, the, the, the deeper I have to dig from within. So everything that I'm looking for is within me. And maybe it's buried beneath layers and layers of inner shit, these traumas, accumulated emotions, stress, etc. But we can use our inner shit as a fertilizer for inner growth, right? So that's what I did. And my journey to 47 a.m., the journey home to my heart is from being suicidal and depressed into becoming a spiritual teacher and mentor. Very well said, Ms. Ulrika. So being an international yoga teacher and yoga therapist, what is the big difference? For me, yoga is a lifestyle. So yoga is not something that you do in a class or a course a couple of days a week. Yoga for me is a lifestyle. And the word yoga means union, right? To unify all your shadows, all your traumas, your hidden emotions, all these 95% of your unconscious programs with the 5% five, 5 of the consciousness that we have. So yoga is the union. And it's the union of the feminine and the masculine, regardless of what gender you are in. Uh, it is the union of the inner and the outer realm. So yoga for me is a lifestyle. And so I've developed kind of yoga for empaths and highly sensitive persons. And for me, yoga is about being authentic and true 
to who you are on a soul level. So that's why it's so good also when you are an author, because that's for me, it's also just one expression of being in union, being connected body, mind, spirit, aligned with your soul's mission, and also to be authentic in your expression. So that's why I share my journey back from being suicidal back into life, because I know that it resonates with many people out there and inspires them and also to show them that there is a way out and the only way out is through. So that's also why this everything you want and everything that you search for, all changes starts from within. You are your own savior. You are your own white knight. You are your own rock, right? So yes. but we are in the illusions that we need outer gurus. We need this and that. We And there's so many things and strategies that we can use to distract and numb ourselves. I used to do that too with food, with exercise, with work, with alcohol, etc. But uh, so the only person who can save you is yourself. But again, you can you can you can have somebody to hold your hand while walking this path. You can have somebody to mentor you that has been doing the same path, you know. So for me, it's all about realigning yourself to who you are on a soul level and be your most authentic and best version of yourself every day. And that is an inner work. Like happiness is an inner work. Definitely, indeed. But before we go on, I want to shout out to the people listening in Sweden. Thank you, Sudan, for supporting this podcast in Stockholm County. I got 38% audience here. Stockholm at 19%. John Komping at 14%. Vastra Gotland County at 8%. Vastra Gotland 5%. Uppsala 5%. Dalarna County at 3%. Skane County at 3%. Skane at 3%. And last but not the least, Vaster Norland at 3%. Thank you, Sweden, for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world, like Miss Ulrika Carlson. So, Miss Ulrika, let's talk about 2.47 a.m. What behind the title of your autobiography? Good question. Thank you, Daniel. So, 2.47 a.m. is the time that I woke up every night after only 15 minutes of sleep. So if I may, I just want to read um, the back cover to you. Definitely. Go ahead. So 2.47 a.m., the red digital numbers light up my eyes. Where am I? I breathe in total panic. I'm gulping for air. I can't seem to get any air at all. It feels like I'm going to die. 2.47 a.m. The Journey Home to My Heart is an autobiography describing a deep inner transformational journey from pain and utter despair to enlightenment. A new life guided by the heart. From a very vulnerable space, Ulrika Carlson invites the reader to share her remarkable 11-year-long transformation from feeling suicidal to becoming a highly regarded spiritual teacher sharing her message across the globe. 
My sexual and spiritual awakening has been a deeply profound experience on my healing journey towards the full retrieval of myself. A new imprint has been created on every facet of my human and spiritual being, and a whole new existence has emerged. It has enabled my soul to realign with my life purpose and mission. It has completed the journey home to my heart. So 2.47 a.m. was the time that I woke up every night when oh. I was being murdered in my sleep every night. I was being tortured, murdered, slayed. Uh, and I woke up with a stale taste of blood in my mouth, my heart pounding. I was all sweaty and disoriented, uh, thinking that I was, you know, dying or about to die and realizing that I was at home in my bed and that I had only had 15 minutes of sleep every night. So, Miss Ulrika, 24-7 a.m., how did you craft it? I just wrote it from my experience, from my memory, and the title was obvious because 2.47 a.m. was my wake-up call. Uh, realizing that either I continue to live as I do and then I will be dead. And I was a single mom. Uh, no, I wasn't single at the time, actually, because we, I was still divorced with my husband. But I was a mom to two small children. And I realized that if I'm going to uphold these, um, these very unhealthy and unconscious patterns and actions, I will be dead. And I am no use to nobody if I'm dead. So I'm just writing from my experience, from my memory, and from my heart. And I share really vulnerable um, experience on my way back home to my heart. So uh, it all started when I was a baby. Uh, at the time, this was in the early 70s in, this, in Sweden, uh, there was not so much parental leave when you when you had a baby nowadays it's like maybe one and a half year that you as a mom or a dad can be home with your small children but for me it was only three months so I was uh, only three months a baby when I was left to like a daycare center and for a baby from the yogic perspective as I'm a yoga therapist it really disrupts the connection, the bonding between the mother and the baby. And this uh, is balancing or damaging what we call the root chakra, the foundation of all life. The root chakra is the base, the foundation in each and one of us as individuals, but also in the, in the outer realms. And when we are not connected to our bodies, when we're not connected to Gaia, when we're not connected to our environment as babies we we develop strategies trying to navigate uh, life later on but if the foundation is weak if it's wobbly then it doesn't matter how you navigate because the navigation is going to be wobbly and you compensate your your lack of love and support by maybe being the good girl or chasing success or chasing love from outer realms. So a lot, of, a lot of us individuals in the Western world, we have a very, a very, very imbalanced root chakra. And that is also mirrored in how the world is looking today, that we are abusing 
one oneself, each other, and we are also abusing this planet that we live upon. But if my root chakra is grounded, if I'm angered within myself, if I have trust in myself, life and universe, then I have no need to abuse anybody else. So this is also mirrored in the collective consciousness that each and one of us as individuals weak foundation of a very very unstable root chakra so for me when i was left as a baby when i was only three months old 10 hours a day it did something to my connection to my mom uh, and as babies you in the yogic perspective you share the same aura and the same immune system as your mom uh, so this is really really damaging on a long term so this is also why we can see so many people in the world that are burnt out depressed people with, with um, cardiac diseases circulatory diseases because it's only a reflection of the wobbly root chakra that we are not connected we are not present in our bodies we're always trying to seek things from outside to fill our inner emptiness, inner inner holes. And I did this. I tried to fill my inner holes with doing a lot of stuff, being good, high performance, uh, always being on the move, traveling a lot, exercising a lot, eating disorders. All these were just like strategies trying to navigate that I really wasn't at home. I, I really... I really didn't like myself. I had a lot of self-hatred towards myself, a lot of despair, a lot of disdain. I just didn't want to live any, anymore. So, so the way I see it and the way I work as a yoga therapist is to balance the foundation, to come back to the roots, to anchor yourself. And the only way through suppressed emotions, uh, unhealed traumas is to embrace it, to face it, to feel it, and from there, transmute it. Very well said, Ms. Ulrika. So what are the first steps that you did to overcome those unhealthy situations? So first, I, the first step to change is to become aware, right? Because I cannot change anything if I'm not aware. If I'm not conscious that I have a fucked up behavior or a fucked up perception that I can't change so the first step is always to become aware and I became you know really aware of my dysfunctional patterns of behaviors like and then I realized that it was my perception my limited beliefs my actions that were fucked up the programs in the subconscious mind unconscious 95% were fucked up my soul on the other hand, was intact. So the first step was to acknowledge that I had, you know, fucked up, fucked up programs, and I couldn't blame it on anybody. I couldn't blame it on my parents. I couldn't blame it on the society. I needed to take radical responsibility that, yes, I have been through this, like a learning experience, so that I can do differently from now on. So you need to take radical responsibility for your own situation, for your own life, for your own reality what kind of reality do you want to create and then you also need to do a lot of shadow work uh, healing the trauma expressing the hidden emotions that each and one of us possess within us 
stored in our DNA. So I did a lot of shadow work, uh, a lot of trauma release, a lot of transformation and transportation. Uh, I've been to endless courses, programs, um, you know, to pick a piece of the puzzle here, to pick a piece of the puzzle here and to, to mend myself, to heal myself, to create that foundation that I never had. So I was the one that needed to create it and I needed to go through it to be able to, to heal. From yoga to tantra to quantum physics to different healing modalities. And then also I have developed my own healing modalities from everything that I have experienced. Ms. Ulrika, at this point, are you 100% recovered from the trauma that you've been dealing with hmm, who knows really daniel because for me it's an ongoing evolution like you know our cells uh, die and are being reborn again just here cells dies continuously but if i hold the memory of trauma with me unconsciously then when the cells duplicate that trauma is transferred to the next cell, to the next cell, to the next cell, to the next moment, to the next moment. So I don't know if there's still things lingering, you know, deep inside of me, but at least now I have a whole life that I'm happy with. I'm healthy. I thrive. I love my life and I guide my clients into health and happiness and alignment with who they are on a soul level and their soul's mission. With that said, I don't think that you're ever ready in this lifetime i don't think that you know this is the goal and you reach it because i think that as human beings we continue to evolve throughout life that is that is an ongoing process so yes i'm healed uh, yes i love my life and i love myself and everything that i've done for myself uh, but i still think that there are room for and potential for evolving even more very well said, Miss Ulrika. But before we go on, I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, our third season with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chefs in one of the best restaurants in downtown Toronto. So please do listen to our latest episode. We talk about Asabuco people, one of the trademark of Italian cuisine. Plus one more, our books are out, not only one but seven volumes people food 101 volume one basics until seven available on amazon and leading online bookstores worldwide so miss ulrika 2 47 a.m the journey home to my heart you want to revise the book itself which part of the book you want to revise good question i don't know if i want to change anything with the book because this is your journey for me to coming back to my heart and being who I am now. So I, I wouldn't be who I am now if I didn't have this experience. And this is the experience also that has molded me and the work that I do to aid others. Um, but what I want to, what I want to tell you who's listening that if you feel that you are buried in a dark place and you might feel depressed or whatever 
You might also consider it as being depressed, as depressed, as deep rest, that you are in a deep rest for body, mind and soul. And maybe that you are a seed that have been planted in a dark space for you to grow into a new plant where you can thrive and create another reality. And it all starts with your breath. Most of us, we have a very unconscious, restricted or limited breath. And with a limited breath, a, a restricted breath always is limitations and restrictions in life. So it all starts within, it all starts with your breath. And that's, uh, if I would change anything, that it's uh, the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience of the importance of breathing properly. So that's also what I want to give you as a listener, that it all starts within you and it all starts with the breath. Because your breath, the Swedish word for breath is ande, tag. And ande is spirit and tag is to take. So ande tag literally means to take or to connect with the spirit. And the less breath or the more restricted breathing we have, the less connection to spirit so um, yeah breath is really really important for evolution for growth for healing etc etc so if you don't know where to start uh, connect with somebody expert in breathing that can give you the tools and then you can start practice yourself so you can connect with me if what I'm saying is resonating with you or anybody else. But it all starts with your breath. Because we are born into this life with a breath, right? And the day we die, we live with a breath. And it's said within the yogic perspective that each and one of us are given X amounts of breaths. So if the breath is shallow uh, and we breathe quickly, we die sooner. Yes. Interesting indeed, Ms. Ulrika. So 24-7 a.m., the journey home to my heart. What do you think the best highlight of your book? The highlight is my personal stories uh, that I really share when I was in rock bottom and, and to share it because I know also that it's still a very taboo topic and people that are depressed and being suicidal, it's also very shameful you're filled with guilt and shame and a lot of maybe self-hatred to yourself so I think these stories are really significant to know that yes uh, we can fuck up and we can be fucked up but you can always transform transmute and change so I the stories of my the personal stories where my baby girl is involved is very is very endearing and very heartbreaking. Can you elaborate that, Miss Ulrike? Yes, I can just say that when I I left my girl uh, and I didn't know where she was, I thought I had lost her. Uh, I was on the tube and I just pop out and realize that she's not with me and I don't know where I've where I've put her because my cognitive abilities were so lost and so overwhelmed. So uh, I really didn't know where she was. I thought she might be dead. So did you find her? Yes, I did. Oh, thank God. So what are the process that you did so that you will forgive yourself of what you did? 
Yeah, that's a very good question because my healing journey has been a lot to forgive myself for who I was then and there with my kids. Uh, so I've done a lot of shadow work again, a lot of healing, a lot of crying, a lot of yoga with breathing, breathing as the bridge uh, between the unconscious and the conscious, uh, yoga and the breathing as the br uh, connection of the inner and the outer realm. So I've done a lot of healing Inner, inner healing work to be able to forgive myself, how I treated myself at the time, how I, um, how lost I was and everything that I've done to abuse myself. So um, yeah, that's been one of the hardest lessons to be able, because it's so much easier to forgive others, right? Uh, but to really forgive yourself for your fucked upness and what you have done, not only to yourself, but to people that you love the most is, is a really, for me, it was a really hard nut to crack and, and also very challenging. Congratulations, Miss Ulrika, for overcoming those shortcomings in your life. So thank you, Fitchbot, for being the number seven best art boot podcast that you need to follow this 2023 and listen notes thank you for my latest scores of 26 and belong to 10 percent popular show globally miss ulrika can you please invite our listeners to buy your 24 7 a.m Thank you, Daniel. Yes, you find it uh, here with me at uh, my website, which is under reconstruction at the moment, but it's soon up and running. And it's www.ulliskarlsson.com. That is U-L-L-I-S-K-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. Or on Amazon, 2.47am, The Journey Home to My Heart is on Amazon. Yes, please, people who support Miss Ulrika, because if you support her, more, more books to come. Miss Ulrika, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Daniel, for having me. I was really looking forward to talk to you, and thank you for having me, and thank you also, you who are listening. Yes, Sweden, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. A lot of places in Sweden. Thank you. So how did you say thank you in your language, Miss Ulrika? You say tak. It's T-A-C-K. Yes. Ah, uh, tak, Sweden. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Morgan people. See you soon. 